We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up? Thanks for tuning in to the Uncontested Postgame Podcast. Uh, the Thunder once again play the Magic uh, just a week after playing them uh, at their place last week. Uh, we play them at home here tonight, and we did get another W, uh, beating them um, second time in a row, uh, bringing our record to 34-19, keeping us at third in the West, where it seems like we've been stuck forever now. Uh, we've kind of been lodged behind um, the Nuggets and the Warriors for quite a while now. Uh, this is our last game before the trade deadline, uh, so it kind of makes you wonder, did any of those guys for the Thunder tonight play their last game in the Thunder uniform? Uh, it's hard to say. You know, We do have two roster spots open. I don't want to get too deep into that. Uh, we do have our big um, trade primer and uh, trade deadline pod on Thursday, so we'll discuss a lot more of that then. Um, but with two roster spots open... You'd think the Thunder would make a move. That being said, there is going to be a lot of buyout candidates uh, in which we wouldn't have to give up any assets at all. And, you know, Presti likes doing stuff like that. Uh, So we'll see what happens. But it could be the last time seeing uh, some of those guys in a Thunder uniform. Uh, We have won eight of our last nine games, which is a good sign. You know, obviously we lost to the Celtics on Sunday. uh, But we did get back on track tonight. And hopefully we can continue that going forward. Uh, Last time we played Orlando, um, we didn't have Steve or Ferg. We were out-rebounded in that game, although we did win. Uh, Vucevic dropped 27. Uh, Big part of that, obviously, you know, with Adams being out, he did get to have his way a little bit. Uh, Nerlens is a really, really good defensive center, but he is pretty thin. He gives up some weight, and obviously when Steven isn't in... um, we give up some depth whenever Nerlens is, is resting on the bench. We've got to put guys like, you know, Patterson and Grant there at the center. 
So he did have his way last time with us. That was, you know, a big question mark coming into this game is could their lone all-star, you know, torch us again for a big night? And obviously Steve did a good job at defending him tonight, and he didn't have 27 against us, luckily. Uh, We had Noah Brinas tonight for the Thunder. Just kind of that weird situation another night where he's out for personal reasons. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't think anybody does. Nothing's been released to the media. It's just kind of a weird deal that no one knows what's going on. Uh, no Mo Bamba or Jonathan Simmons for the Magic, so they were lacking some depth as well. Overall, it was a weird game. You know, it was a, pr- a pretty sloppy game with a lot of fouls. Uh, in the end, there was actually four total players that fouled out between the two teams, uh, two for each team respectively. So that's kind of weird. That's not something you see every night. Uh, in the first half, you know, essentially the rebounding, the assists, the turnovers were even but we are still down seven points. We couldn't hit our free throws. At half, we were 13 of 20 from the line at about 65%, and we just weren't playing good defense. Uh, We actually let up 69 points in the first half. Uh, Every Magic player besides one who took a shot in the first half uh, shot over 50% from the floor, so it wasn't like just one guy was torching us or one guy was you know, losing his defensive assignment. It was every player on their team besides the wall was shooting over 50%. So from a from a team standpoint, our defense just wasn't there. It was lackadaisical. I don't know if it was, you know, we just beat them last week and they didn't feel like they needed to come out and compete or what it was. Uh, but we did give up a lot of points in the first half. Uh, as a matter of fact, combined with last game, it was our, it was, you know, with, with, the, with all of last game and the first half of this game, it was six straight quarters in which we allowed 30 points. And if you sit there and do the math on that, if we allowed 30 points in the third quarter of tonight's game, you know that would put them right about 99, 100 points. Now, that's not a recipe to win games. We're not, we're not going to win many games when teams have 100 points going into the fourth quarter, regardless of who it is. Um, our our three-point percentage in the first half was kind of weird. Uh, it was actually higher than our field goal percentage. So we were hitting our threes, but our... Our other shots from the from the floor weren't going in at all. PG had 18 at half. Uh, Russ was close to a triple double. I think he was, you know, two or three assists and a rebound, or, or vice versa, from a triple double at half. Uh, Aaron Gordon had 15 in the first half. He was their high man, and it was kind of interesting actually. Uh, Burton got minutes over Diallo. We saw Burton tonight uh, playing up on his two-way contract, and he did get some run in the first half. So going into the second half. You know, I'm assuming Billy's in the locker room saying, you know, we got to pick up our defense, we got to play our style, get out and transition and run. And in the second half, coming out, we allowed eight points in the first two minutes of the second half, and the lead for the Magic kind of extended there for a little bit. Uh, we finally, you know, made our run, and we actually led for the first time in a while, 90 to 89, with about two minutes and 50 seconds left in the third, and. We did finally end that streak of six quarters in a row, allowing 30 points. We only allowed 23 points in the third quarter of this game, and we scored 36 of our own. Uh, so we did go into the fourth quarter up six. PG going into the fourth had 27, and Russ already had a triple-double. We finished out the quarter strong. We had all the momentum in our favor. Um, so going into the fourth quarter, you know things are looking good. We just got to close them out. And within the first three minutes of the fourth, we came out hot. We extended our lead to 14. Uh, midway through the fourth, the lead was cut down to around six to eight points. 
and it really kind of hovered around that that range for most of the rest of the game. You know, that five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, you know, at points, ten points uh, of a lead for the Thunder, and never really got closer um, or further away from the Magic than that. Um, Nader iced a three uh, with about fifty seconds left in the game to put us up ten. And, you know, that, that, that was kind of the point where the game was over. You know, obviously we ended up winning by 10. Um, from our point of view, uh, Ferg and Schroeder both fouled out of this game, which was interesting. Uh, so we did have some, some different guys in there down the stretch for us that we normally wouldn't have. Only eight Thunder players scored tonight, which doesn't sound that crazy. But if you think about it, it kind of is. Only eight guys scored and no one else even put the ball in the hole once. And what's even more strange is out of those eight guys that scored, seven of those guys scored in double figures. So it was, you know, a nice uh, distribution of points. The one guy that didn't score in double figures that actually scored tonight was Patterson. He had a three-pointer that was actually pretty clutch. Uh, I believe it was in the third quarter when we were having that run. So it was a big three. Uh, But then the seven guys that finished in double figures, PG was the lead man with 39 he shot a great percentage from the line. Uh, he was actually perfect towards the end of the game. He did miss one. He finished 15 of 16 from the line, which is even you know more important because outside of Paul George in this game, you know I mentioned our free throw struggles in the first half. Outside of his 15 of 16 from the line, the rest of the team shot 57% from the free throw line. That's not going to work. We can't rely on guys like Paul George to you know go almost perfect from the line to save the team. If he would have had an off-shooting night from the line, that game would have been a lot closer down the stretch. Uh, but luckily, he was clutch from the line. Russ finished with 16, 15, and 16. That's an absurd stat line, and it probably won't have even mentioned on ESPN or anything because it's so common nowadays. It was actually a seventh triple-double in a row. Uh, Grant had a nice game. He had 19 and 11 and a double-double for him. Steve was pretty quiet with 14 and 4. Ferg, as I mentioned, did foul out, but he finished with 10 points on two of five shooting from three. You know, you'll take a guy shooting 40% from three any night of the week, so that's good from him. Dennis Schroeder had 20, and per usual, uh, most of those 20 points were scored in bunches throughout the game. He's not really a guy that has a quiet 20 points. It's like he'll hit you with 14, and then he'll hit you with, you know, six or eight points in a row. Um, So he did have a, a nice night tonight with 20 and for the Magic, you know, they had a couple guys go off. Uh, Terrence Ross, who is, um, you know, rumored to be a Thunder trade target, had 26. Evan Fournier had 25. And as I mentioned earlier, their lone all-star, Vucevic, uh, he did have more of a rough night against Adams. He didn't have 27 tonight against the Thunder. He only had 17 points and nine rebounds. That right there just goes to show you how much of an impact Steven makes on the defensive end. You know, although he only scored... Um, 14 points and had four rebounds on the defensive end. He shut down their best player and he didn't have near as good of a night as he did the other night against us. Uh, we out rebounded the magic, uh, by about nine rebounds, which was, as I mentioned earlier, what they killed us in a week ago. And we finished, uh, 50% from the field overall, including 43% from three, which is incredible. I mean, we continue to be a good three point shooting team as of late, at the beginning of the year, we were consistently bottom three um, in three-point shooting percentage, and we, we, we've had this long streak of good three-point shooting, and now we find ourselves at 15th or 16th in the league. 
you know, if we continue this, we're going to end up being a top 10 three-point shooting team, you know, especially if we can make some moves at the deadline and bring in some shooters. Uh, so I'm optimistic on that front. That was our kind of our Achilles heel at the beginning of the year. Uh, but if we can be a good, you know, they always talk about three and D guys. If as a team we can be a good three and D team, we're going to be tough to beat in the playoffs. Uh, so overall, you know, good win. Stuck it out when it mattered on the stretch in the third and fourth quarter and finished them off. Uh, you know, obviously a game we were supposed to win. Uh, I did have a quick Twitter question I wanted to cover. Uh, I like this one a lot. Um, someone asked, who would I rather have between Terrence Ross, uh, Prince from the Hawks, and Wes Matthews? Uh, I think, you know, in my opinion, Prince is the best of these three. He is on contract for a couple more years. Uh, he's very, very young. I think he's only about 25 years old. And, uh, you know, he's a versatile player. He's he's big. He can kind of play the power forward or the small forward if needed. He shoots well from threes. So he, he could be a guy that, you know, could help our three-point shooting as well as be that backup four for us when needed. And, you know, he's one of those pieces that, you know, a lot of these guys we're looking at could be rentals. He'd be a guy that could help us, you know, for the next couple years. So I really like Prince. That being said, you know, I wouldn't mind Wes Matthews if we got him, you know, through the buyout. I don't necessarily want to trade for his really, really bad contract. Uh, even though it is expiring, it's a pretty big contract, and he would be a rental. Um, same with Terrence Ross. You know, he's he's a, he's a good player, but he would be a rental. So guys like that, unless you're getting him in the buyout market, you know, I really don't want to give up a whole lot for those kind of guys that you're only going to get for a couple months. You know, after the after the trade deadline, we've only got. Yeah, I think less than 30 games left after the trade deadline. So how much do you really want to give up to have a guy for 30 games? I don't want to give up much. So the answer to that question is Prince. Um, to be honest with you, out of all of the guys that I've seen, whether it be Twitter, Bleach Report, whatever, that the Thunder are going after, I honestly like Prince more than anybody else that I've heard. That'd be awesome if the Thunder could you know, make a move for him. That'd be another contract we'd have locked up for a couple years. You know, we already have our top, you know, six, seven, eight guys locked up for the next few years. He'd be another guy that would fall in that category, preparing us for, you know, more more title runs than just after this year. So I would say the answer to that question would be Prince. Um, so our upcoming schedule, I'll finish up here real quick. We've got Memphis on Thursday. Uh, Thursday is the trade deadline. That makes you think, will Conley and Gasol be on the Grizzlies for that game? You know, if they're traded, obviously they won't. Um, they, they both may have played their last game for Memphis tonight. So that game could be really interesting because if the Thunder makes some moves and the Grizzlies make some moves, it could be a game where each team only has, you know, especially the Thunder with their two roster spots open, each team could only have 10, 11, 12 guys dressed out for that game. So that'll be interesting. We've got Houston Saturday, Portland next Monday, and we've got the Pelicans next Thursday. Um, that's a week after the deadline. That's another interesting team. You know, will they have AD at that point? Will they have essentially what is the Lakers' starting lineup without LeBron at that point? I don't know. Uh, but then we do have the All-Star break after that, and don't play again for about eight days. Uh, so we do have a light week. Um, you know, it's four games in the next nine days, and then obviously we get another you know seven days uh, without a game due to the All-Star break. So essentially four games in the next 16 days if we can go three and one in these next four games you know that'll put us you know pretty solid yeah a solidified third place going into the all-star break and the last stretch of the season 
Um, so yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to the end of the of the uh, first half of the season. I guess it's not really the first half, um, but you know, going into the All Star break, we need to finish strong. And until we talk to you guys Thursday, as I mentioned, we do have our trade deadline pod Thursday. Uh, Thunder up, and we'll talk to you then.